Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is M.I.P. With Masamela Matfumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the month when we talk to our friend, the chief economist at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, Chad Stone, with the latest jobs report for June. First of all, Chad, welcome back to Make It Plain. How are you, buddy? I'm well, Mark. Thanks. How are you? Just fine. We, you know, it's okay, folks. <clears throat> Chad and I have been doing this so long. It's okay that when you see a good jobs report to give Chad credit for it. I almost did the other day. I saw eight hundred fifty. That's Chad, you know. Now, but now, if it's a bad jobs report, don't do it. Don't don't give Chad any credit for that. But if it's a good one, uh, eight hundred fifty thousand jobs. Obviously impressive. Obviously, it makes everybody feel ebullient and good. But you know, Chad always looks behind the surface number. And so we're going to do that now. So, Chad, 850,000 jobs, but people should be clear that we're not yet out of the woods and there's still a lot of ground to be made up from February of 2020, right? That's true. Um, but but 850,000 plus another um, 15,000 revisions from the two months before that, um, that that's, that's a good number. Uh, that's definitely a good number, um, but there's still... We're, we're, we're still um, six, 6.8 um, mm-hmm. million short of, of where we were at the beginning of the pandemic and really about 9.2 million jobs short of if, if we had continued at the trend through 2019, if we continued to grow without a recession, then there'd be more jobs, uh, uh, there more potential jobs. So 
there, there's a ways to go. But, you know, maybe, maybe this is this is too soon to talk about this. Let, last time we talked, we, we talked, we, we had like a 500,000 job report. We thought, right, well, that's right. pretty good. Maybe that's a standard. But, you know, 750, 800,000 is achievable. Might not might not see it every month, but that that's something to shoot for because then, um, you know, in within within a year, you've 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 caught up, and yeah, and that and that'd be fast, very fast compared with the uh, recovery from the Great Recession, which we're seeing mm. pretty slowly, and we we do have we do have stuff in the pipeline, but there's there's still there's still people that are that are out of work. And there's still still a ways to go, so we don't want to. And 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 of course there are the the, uh, the ongoing um, racial disparities. We'd like to we'd like we'd like to get get back to, to high employment faster, um, because we need we need we need the economy to be running really hot, really strong, to get the black and Hispanic unemployment rates down. They're still going to be higher than the white rate. Um, we have a ways to go to fix that, but but we can get we can narrow the gap. And get and get the get the those rates yeah. low with with continued strong growth. Yeah, well, well, no, and and you you did read my mind also when I was going to get to that question because you and I have always, you know, set a benchmark uh, when it comes to the gains and what would cut into. In the past was recession. This time it's the pandemic, um, and so I and I thought about that. I mean, it makes sense that if you stay at this level, I don't know how sustainable it is. It would seem to me though, it would only continue to go up. As more as because everything is reopening, and you know we always talk about state and local piece. A lot of that is in education. It seems as if schools are getting ready to reopen, for all intents and purposes. That's what it looks like. I I, I doubt that's going to change. So even if that happens, then we this should be a very achievable monthly level, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. For a while, as you get closer to full employment, we may start to run into more. Not people just not going back to jobs like the ones they had. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Change changes in in the economy that have taken place in the meantime will will may make it a little harder may make it a little slower to to achieve matches between workers and employers when we're really close to full employment. So so the last the last two million may may be hard to get, but the first six we should be able to achieve with with growth like we have fairly. Quickly. Yeah. And the state and local jobs in terms of, of, of education, that will be helpful uh, in this. I'm just curious, and forgive me because I can't seem to see it right now. The, was, was there any significant change, even though it's still June, in the state and local numbers themselves? The, the, state, the state and local job, job numbers have, have been improving. They're, they're, still, they're still down a fair amount. And education had been dominating, so there have been monthly job gains in in education, and that and that's broadly speaking, education, not just teachers, but bus drivers and cafeteria workers and such. Um, so those are improving, but um, the summer may be maybe slow going. But people will be going back to school in August and September, and the schools are, as you said, they're likely to be really reopening and much more fully. And and so they'll need all those support services. So we should expect to see improvements, if not real strong over the summer. Then in, in well, August and September is still part of the summer, but um, in August and September, yeah. Right. So so that's important. No, you also uh, in your charts and folks, we invite you as always to follow Chad on Twitter uh, for the full analysis. 
uh, at Chad CBPP. Uh, that's on Twitter. Uh, I want to, I'm going to commend Chad. Let me mess with him a little bit because see, Chad is, is, is an economist. He's a little old school and he used to write up this full report, but now he does Twitter threads. So he's really hip now, y'all. He, I don't, I mean, that's how, he, that's how you check him out now. So he's, you know, contemporary. He's hip. He's doing Twitter threads. Check that out. Um, the official unemployment rate, again, understates the pandemic job loss. Is there any new information in that category from June that you can share with us? The official unemployment rate edged up to 5.9% in, uh, in, in June, but the misclassification of workers because, because of, of the problems with the survey that we used to estimate the unemployment rate that's that's pretty small now. And the other thing that makes the unemployment rate misleading is that there's been a, a lot of exit from the labor force. In order to be in order to be considered unemployed and counted in the unemployment rate, you need to be actively looking for work in the past four weeks before at the time of the survey. And a lot of people in the pandemic dropped out of the labor force entirely and were not looking. And so if we look at the difference between what the size of the labor force is in fact, and what it would have been without those dropouts, that's that that that's a, that adds a couple of percentage points to a uh, to to a measure of the unemployment rate that's mm-hmm. more realistic. So mm-hmm. the, the realistic rate is is higher um, because it takes into account the fact that there are people who may may eventually get back into the labor force looking, but not have not yet. Yeah, yeah. More MIP after this message. And and then we also know that the number of long-term unemployed is four times higher than it was in February of 2020. You have 4.6 million people, as you document, working part-time and involuntarily part-time, working few hours than they than they would have liked. And we're still looking at the job losses it, it being largest in low-wage industries. And I don't know how soon you can compute the numbers. But are we able to tell, or how soon might we be able to tell, when we look at a month like June, how many of those jobs, the 850,000 gained, are in some of those low-wage industries? I, I don't know how, how yeah. soon that computes itself, but I'm just curious. Yeah, well, the, the poster child of job losses and of low-wage industries is the leisure and hospitality sector, especially eating establishments, restaurants, and bars. And they went, they went way to, and, and, and hospitality hotels. They went way down in April of right. 2020. And they came back pretty quickly halfway. <laughs> but but still they they were a big down sector. And they've been and they've been creeping back and they, and they but and they have been contributing to job gains month by month, but there's still a hole there in the in, in the wage jobs. But it's nowhere near as big as it was um, in April of 2020. Yeah, yeah. Looking at workers of color those who have lost jobs. So it looks, some of those numbers look a little bit better, especially when we talk about black women because they suffered the largest number of losses um, it, during, the, during the pandemic. And that is now, since June has come in, is now down to 7.4%. I, I don't know whether it was last month or the month before, it was up, up in the eight percentage points. Yeah. So, and then I think some of the others if I'm not mistaken, have come down as well, uh, haven't they? 
Yes. So the, the, these are these are these are adults. These are twenty years twenty years and over, broken down by by race and, and sex. And through most of the pandemic, it's been the case that white workers were doing better than than black and Hispanic, and that's still true. And for most of the pandemic, it was that men were doing better 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 than women, and that's largely true. It's a little different in, in among Asian Americans. But these are job losses since since February, since the beginning right. of the recession that we're talking about. And what's really striking this particular month, which is statistically so probably probably some statistical noise, is that black men are not very far below where they were in February this month. Whereas be, whereas this is the first time that that it's been that close, and it may reverse in the next month because of statistical noise. But um, if I'm if I'm recalling right, there they, they have very small job losses relative to, to the past, to February uh, of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen that before. Yeah, no, we haven't. And in fact, you make the point, for the first time, black losses are smaller percentage than white losses. And then obviously, women experience larger losses than men in all groups, but in the Asian community. That's the only one where that, where that did not happen. Uh, we also have to acknowledge that when we talk about the share of the prime age population uh, with a job, that is still problematic. For African-Americans, it was 75.9% in February, 72.3% in June. For Hispanics, 78% in February of 2020, 73.5% of June in June of 2021, and then for white community, 81.5% in February 2020, 77.9% in June of 2021. So that is, that's still a problem. I don't know how much that changed just in the month of June. I presume not that much, I take it. Not that much, but there's little jum jumbling of the order. I mean, the, the, the white, white losses were larger than usual relative to Black and Hispanics, so that the white, the white gap is has always been smaller than the black gap. And this time it, it, it's it's about the same size. I, again, I think there's some statistical noise. The yeah. pattern has been very consistent that women have done worse than men and black workers and Latino workers have done worse than white workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More MIP after this message. And and again, if we're talking about, and you mentioned the white the, the, the white number being a little worse than before. I mean, obviously we're talking about getting back, bringing the economy back. And we're also looking at obviously a lot of hospitality industry jobs. Let's face it, there's a lot of people of color who have those jobs. I'm not saying that's right or that's the way it ought to be. That's just what it is. Um, but yet many of those people um, also are those who do not have the higher educational attainment. And so as you write, 10.1% um, of those who have less than high school graduation have lost their jobs. Uh, those with just high school education and no college, 7.2% in losses. Some college, 5.9% losses. And then college graduates uh, or higher, 0.7% in losses. So obviously it still makes a difference, folks, when you have that educational attainment. Absolutely. It's, it's been a consistent pattern that for BA and above, job losses have been much smaller. And I do the comparison to high school graduates. Um, 
I emphasize that because because there's a relatively small number of less than high school graduates in the labor force. Right. Just, just because th things have th things have changed over time, they're, they're, a lot of them are older. Um, yeah, yeah. But 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 a college degree um, s still matters um, significantly. Yeah, yeah. No, it does make a difference. Also, workers born abroad are disproportionately impacted. If you are a foreign-born worker, then the job, you're at 5.9% below the level of employment you were in February 2020, but only 3.1% for native-born workers in America. And in all of these categories, we still, it's peace with women. I mean, you're still dealing with women being disproportionately uh, affected. And, and folks, that ought to remind us that pandemic or not, there, there's still issues of equity and employment in this country. Uh, and maybe this is a good opportunity to acknowledge that in this crisis uh, and try to do something about it. And it explodes the myth because, again, we see a lot of these essential workers, see a lot of these hospitality workers, and a lot of them are women. But folks, that just could be, just the perception is not the reality. Even though we see that and we put people in these categories, something that just still doesn't add up, does it, Chad? That women are still losing more jobs. They experience the biggest job losses, and they haven't and they haven't come back. They, so mm -hmm. so their their job losses are smaller than they used to be, but they're bigger than men. Right. And women of color have it hardest. American society. Yeah, yeah, and we still need unemployment insurance reform don't we that's still got to be something that's that, high on the table that is correct a large number of republican governors have prematurely ended the fully federally funded unemployment insurance benefits they're scheduled they're scheduled to run through september 6th at least congress may extend them but but these these governors decided that uh, unemployment insurance was Keeping people from coming back to work, which which is not very good evidence for that. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of other things that are that are holding down um, people's ability to come back to work, and people yeah. are coming back to work. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the other thing: people are coming back to work. And the real problem is that when the federal programs end, the remaining permanent state unemployment insurance system is way out of date. It, it was built for the industrial age. It, it, do, it, it doesn't provide appropriate benefits and coverage to people with shorter work histories or people who have to leave for compelling family reasons. Uh, those tend to be um, uh, to, to, to be workers of color and, 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 and women, low-wage workers. And states after the 2010, uh, after the recession, the Great Recession, in 2010, they started to cut back on benefits. They made it harder to get benefits. They tightened eligibility. And some states cut back the number of weeks of unemployment insurance benefits you could get from the standard of 26. And we have to make sure that, A, that doesn't happen again, making, things, making the bad system even worse, but that we go in the opposite direction and that yeah. we establish a standard number of weeks of 26 we have eligibility requirements that capture people who truly lost their jobs through no fault of their own, which is mm -hmm. what the system is supposed to, to provide for, and that benefit levels are adequate. That's the fight going forward. And a fight that must be fought, folks, if we're going to climb all the way out of this. 
and get people's needs met in the way that they should be met. We invite you to go to sinonbudget.org to find out more. And don't forget, follow Chad of the Twitter threads at ChadCBPP to keep up with all he's doing. And again, they've got all the great charts there. Um, so you can see graphically um, what is happening with what is, for now, we we do acknowledge is a comeback, still a ways to go. Chad predicting that if this number stays in this range, 700,000 or up for the next number of months, we could restore jobs, uh, employment to the pre-pandemic level of February 2020. So we will see uh, if, if that can happen. Chad, as always, buddy, great to have you on, man. Good to be on. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.